everyone. Welcome to another episode of On the Mark Sports Talk with your host right here, Mark with a C. Remember that. This is episode number 147 in 147, 147 consecutive weeks. Guinness Book of Records. Do you hear this? It <laughs> must be some record. How's our panel doing today? How's our sports panel doing? Very good, Mark. Yeah, How are you, Mark? Beautiful. Everyone doing all right? Yeah. Yes. No ailments. No ailments. No additional pills that we're taking. No. How about you, Mark? <laughs> How are you? 20, 20, 25 Anybody want to play I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> we're doing okay here. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to remind everyone that uh, next week, one week from today, March 2nd, we have a very special guest visiting on the mark, Sports Talk, Ira Kaufman, sports guru. Um, and we'll have to explain what that sports guru means. I'm sure he will explain to it. This is my, my uh, dubbing him that. Uh, I spoke to him the other day. Uh, he told me he's excited to be joining us, which is good. He also told me uh, he just got back. This is like a week or so ago. He went to the Super Bowl in Glendale. He attended the LeBron James record-setting uh, game in Los Angeles. And he also attended the, the golf tournament in Los Angeles, the, the uh, Genesis Invitational, to see Tiger Woods on the course. So he went from one place to the other to the other. His home base is, I believe, in, in Florida. Uh, and he paid for everything. We can ask him that question. Oh, wow. <laughs> he must have sponsors that pays for a lot of things like that. He's always going. And, and don't forget, and of course, it's away, uh, March 30th, uh, episode 152, Rod Nanden. And I spoke to him today over the phone. Former AAA minor league baseball player for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the date was almost changed, but I'm not going to go into that story right now. But he'll be with us on Thursday, March 30th. Opening day. Opening day. It's opening day of baseball, but uh, we'll have to do both things going on. Um, and don't forget, this is important, that this is 140, what is this, 147, right? Yes. 147, episode 150. We want to do something a little special. And remember, it's going to be on a Tuesday that week. Tuesday, uh, March 14th, Pi Day, 3.14. Instead of Thursday, the uh, the 16th, I'll be away. So we got to do a show on a Tuesday. And two people have suggested the following. And we could, again, as it gets closer, we'll finalize what we want to do. If any of you have had the suggestions, let me know. One person came up to... Each person who wants to participate to give a short bio of your favorite athlete. Interesting, right? Another person said, tell us the most exciting sports feat you have ever witnessed. Ooh. I don't know if we did something like that before in the past. Uh, again, if you have some ideas, please pass them on. Before we hit the, uh, the show, I see we have a new... Uh, face on our Zoom board here, and I believe you are Howard Herman. Is that correct? That is correct. Yep. Any, any relations to the old Herman sporting goods? <laughs> no, unfortunately. 
Okay. Or any relation to Her Herman Munster? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Tell us who tell us who you are. Appreciate. You. Okay. Well, in terms of sports, of a lifelong Dodger fan, yes. Um, whose favorite moment was the Kurt Gibson home run off Eckersley, of course. Um, favorite athlete was Sandy. Was Sandy, of course. Um, Duke. Also, also a big hockey fan. I used used to have season tickets to the Rangers. Um, I follow. I like the Knicks, but I'm not that big a basketball fan. And in football, unfortunately, I follow the goddamn New York Jets. <laughs> welcome, welcome to my world. <laughs> Although my second favorite team is the Giants, but I mean, I'm a Jet yeah. fan since Joe Willie. So that's okay. that's what in terms of sports. All right. Well, welcome aboard. And uh, I know Gerald has told you the rules of the board. And uh, I'm sure you'll have a great time. Bring back a lot of Good. memories. We took a lot of different sports and we, we were all over the place, but we all, everybody loves it. We're going to start with Gerald's highlight report. Uh, mm -hmm. This week's, uh, by the way, is sponsored by the number 23. Don't know why 23, <laughs> but the number 23 has sponsored you. Unmattingly. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your year that you're going to highlight and, and why you, how we get to this year? Okay, <laughs> the genesis of the year is as follows. In 1846, <laughs> historically, that is the year when the first baseball game, according to records, was played in the United States. So I take 1846 and add the episode number of our podcast, which, is, which this week is 147. So 1846 plus 147 equals 1993. And I'm going over the 1993 MLB season. Mm -hmm. Bad. Uh, these are what I believe to be the key facts about the 1993 MLB season. For the awards and leaders, mm -hmm. I will name the National League player followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP Barry Bonds and Frank Thomas of the White Sox, of course. Combo. Rookie, rookie of the year, Mike Piazza mm -hmm. and Tim Salmon. Cy Young, Greg Maddox, and Jack McDowell, key leaders. And I'm going to give the stats because these, they were really outstanding. Batting averages, Andres Galarraga, 370. John Olerud, 363. Home runs, Barry Bonds and Juan Gonzalez. RBIs, Barry Bonds and, and Albert Bell, who we all agree should be in the Hall of Fame. Go ahead. DRA, Greg Maddox, and Kevin Tapier. How many home runs that year by the leaders? How many home runs that year? Okay, Barry Bonds, 46. Juan Gonzalez, 46. Okay. Without juice. Both right. Carlos Bayerga, a player the Mets, of course, acquired when he was when after he peaked out, became the first switch hitter in MLB history, did a home run from both sides of the plate in the same inning. Outstanding. Ah. 
Carlton Fisk of the White Sox played in its 2,226th and final MLB game, surpassing Barboon's record for the most games caught. Fisk also retired with 3,999 total bases, the most for a catcher in history. On May 27th, Dale Murphy retired from MLB, two home runs shy of 400. Mm. On September 7th, Mark Witten hit four home runs in the same game. Not too many have done that. The Padres appointed a 29-year-old Randy Smith as their new VP of baseball operations and general manager, making him the youngest general manager in the history of Major League Baseball. On July 28th, Ken Griffey Jr. hit a home run during his eighth consecutive game, tying the record held by Dale Long. And Mike, this is for you, Dale, uh, uh, Don Mattingly. Mattingly. On September 16th, Dave Winfield, Mr. May, <laughs> Korea hit number 3,000. On September 4th, Jim Abbott, the one-armed pitcher, threw a four-to-nothing no-hitter versus the Cleveland Indians. Pitcher Anthony Young, you may recall this, his New York Mets defeated the Marlins, thereby ending his major league baseball record of 27 consecutive losses. <laughs> On August 14th, Reginald Martinez Jackson's number 44 was retired by the New York Yankees. The 1993 World Series, the 90th edition, pitted the defending champion Blue Jays and the Phillies. The Blue Jays defeated the Phillies four games to two. <clears throat> the World Series had lots of offense as both teams scored a total a uh, grand total of 81 runs in a, in a six-game series. Jerry, wasn't there a 15-14 to 14 game in there? There was, and I'm going to get to that. The Blue Jays, very good, Howard. The Blue Jays batted 306, and the Phillies batted 274. Toronto had an ERA of 5.77, <laughs> and the Phillies 7.39. Wow. Game four witnessed the Blue Jays defeated the Phillies 15 to 14. Three World Series records were set in this game, including the longest World Series game, four hours and 14 minutes, most runs scored in a game, 29, and most runs scored by a losing team, 14. In total, 81 runs scored in the six-game series. Joe Carter hit a walk-off game-winning and World Series winning home run in game six. This was the second time in World Series history that there was a walk-off home run. The first time in 1960 witnessed the walk-off home run of the great, 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 great Bill Maserati. Uh, Ralph Terry, right? Game series MVP. And that concludes my uh, report on the 1993 season, and God bless Bill Mazeroski. All right. I think you're the only one who thinks he belongs in. But uh, comments, Larry. Albert Bell didn't make the hall because at that time, 
the guidance from the hall, from the the board of directors of the hall was you had to have 15 years. He only had 12. Now that it's been reduced to 10 years, it's it's uh, it's almost a certainty he's going to make it. No, it's not. No, we don't know about that, but we'll see. Too many yeah, court tremendous, bets. Tremendous numbers. Got great numbers, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, also, also a lot of court bets. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> wasn't that, uh, Jerry, the, uh, the no-hitter by Jim Abbott, was on the, the Cleveland Indians, wasn't that Jim Tomey's rookie year? And I uh, also remember how clean-cut Manny Ramirez looked for the Indians back then. But back in those days, you got to see a picture of Manny Ramirez back in those days. And you got to see a picture of Jim Tomey back in those days. Right. He, he played third base. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Never knew That's that. how he came up as a third baseman. Came up as a third baseman. And his body just blew, you know, he was a big boy and moved to first base or DH. And, uh, Gerald? I, I don't think Bill Mazeroski, of course, deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. But in my mind, he was a great man. <laughs> All right. You have stock in him more than likely, right? Let's move into uh, Milton's Name That Tune, sponsored by Magnets this week. So what do you have, Milton? I hope you All right. David, David Gates was the, became the lead songwriter and singer for a group called Bread, right. who had tremendous number of hits in the 70s. Right. Right. However, he wrote a song in 1963 that I'm going to play right now. This is his song that he wrote. Great song. My right. Venus and Blue no, Jeans. Bye, 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 bye. The rules. 30 yeah. seconds, then you talk. Let it play a little bit. I all right, Milton, good. All right. All right who, who knows? David Gates wrote this song. Who who sang it? I am. Who, who is it? I thought it was my Venus and Blue Jeans by. No, no, no. No, it was a terrific song. The, a group called the Mermaids. The Mermaids. Popsicles oh, and mermaids. icicles, some of them. Oh, the Mermaids. Yeah. You know, Never I just heard. want to tell you, there were a lot of songs that uh, the groups became famous later on, but did have some great songs about five, six years earlier. So I'm going to play some of them for you down the road, too. You might not have ever heard of them, but you heard of the group that had the big hit later on, but they had a nice song that became on the charts earlier. Yes, sir. Good. Good. Yeah, what do you got, Joe? I attended an event at Madison Square Garden, I'll say probably 40 years ago plus, and the theme of it was One Hit Wonders. Mm -hmm. Old rock, old the, the, mm -hmm. the artists that had only one hit, and that was it. Yeah. 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 Also sounds like you're talking about Mazeroski. <laughs> one hit. It always comes back to Bill Mazeroski. Number nine. Yes, I set you up on that. There you go. <laughs> All right, yeah, Milton, yeah. good job this week. A nice song. It's a good song. 
Appreciate it. it. We'll talk some more, Milton, okay? Everyone, uh, for the future, when Milton puts a song on, give it like 25, 30 seconds worth. Let it play. Enjoy the music. Enjoy the music. And Milton spends all week deciding which song to put on the mark. And so I try to pick out one of 10,000 records that I have. There you go. All right. Let's go on to the beep beeps. I don't know if any of you guys saw any uh, beep beeps is a segment of, of sports figures who have unusual names, either unusual spelling or their name sounds a little, you know, not not normal. I shouldn't say normal. It's not nice, but unusual. Like I found three this week. One was, uh, how would, I don't even know how to pronounce it, E-G-U-I, like E-Guy or E-Gui, Rosario. Uh, he's second baseman for the Padres, but now he's been pushed back to their minor leagues. Uh, Egai Rosario. And then I got AJ Almendinga. Anyone know who that is? No clue. Oh, he finished no. sixth in the ro- most recent Daytona 500. <clears throat> AJ <throat> Almendinga. And then I have one. Uh, Fred, you have to help me in the name. Uh-oh. Sam Montembo. Montembo? Montembo, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. My French isn't that great. And and he was, Fred, tell us who he is. He's the goalie for the Montreal Canadiens who had a stellar performance the other night when they beat the Devils uh, 5-2, I believe the score was. Yeah. So that's, I never saw that name before. M-O-N, that's six, nine, 12 letters. Letters. Montembleau. Yeah. The French, up on French. All right. Yeah. So this is uh, February 23rd, and this day in sports. What happened this day on a, on a February 23rd in sports history? Well, in 1874, oh, you start from way back then, Major Arthur Plumpton Winfield. How's that for a name? Patents a game called Spheris K, which turned out to be lawn tennis. So we patent in lawn tennis. Okay. Yes. Sphere, Spheris K-E. <clears throat> uh, in 1934, Casey Stengel becomes manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers. 1934. Mm. We all know what a career he had, right? Long, yeah. longevity. 1938, Joe Lewis retains the heavyweight boxing title by knocking out, I never heard of this guy, Nathan Mann. Any relation? Not to me. Not to you. In round three at Madison Square Garden, it was his second uh, defense. And for your wrestling fans, in 1939, Lou beats Everett Marshall in St. Louis to win the National Wrestling Association World Heavyweight Championship for the second time. You all heard of Lou right, back in those days? No, he used no. to wrestle. He used to wrestle Freddie Blassie, right? Fred, no, uh, before his time. Luke uh, Lutz was the great foe of Leo Namalini, who played for the 49ers. They would wrestle. <laughs> Lutz. Uh, okay, 1952. Lydia Weidman of Finland becomes the first female Olympic cross-country ski champion, and this was the at the Oslo Winter Olympics, and wins the 10. Uh, 10,000 uh, meter event, the first time they ever had that event in the Olympics. And of course, a Finn <clears throat> wins it. 1960, Carol Heiss 
wins the women's yeah. figure skating gold medal at Squaw Valley. Where is Squaw Valley? California. 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 In the Sierras. Yeah, I had to look that up. <laughs> I didn't know where it was. I'm just going to ask you. 1964, the great Richard Petty wins his sixth. No, he, I'm sorry. He wins the sixth Daytona 500. Uh, and he was leading 184 of the 200 laps. Uh, 1964, Charlie Finley signs a four-year lease to keep the A's in Kansas City. So Charlie Finley. Uh, what's uh, his middle initial? Oh. 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 I don't know what the O stands for. In oh, 1968, man. Will Chamberlain becomes the first NBA, NBA player to score 25,000 points. In 1980, mm -hmm. we get more, more recently. 1980, we say recently, but of course that's 43 years ago, right? Uh, speed skater, American speed skater, Eric Hyden. Wins wow. the Olympic 10,000 meter in the world record at that time. Uh, he won all five speed skating events at Lake Placid. Uh, in 1985, some of you might remember this incident when in the University of Indiana uh, basketball coach Bobby Knight mm -hmm. throws a chair onto the court. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know what, what caused that. Anyone know what caused him to throw Puerto Rico, wasn't it? Bad call. Bad call. No, I don't know the they did. were all bad calls. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, of our, in 1986, despite losing his arbitration case in baseball, Red Sox third baseman Wade Boggs gets the largest settlement for an arbitration case, $1.35 million at the time. Oh. Uh, in 1987, um, former World Series winning manager Dick Hauser from 1985 and 87 had to retire from the Royals because he had that brain tumor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 1988, Chicago gives the okay for lights at Wrigley Field and they said you only can play 18 games a year with the lights. In 1993, the Canadian Football League, the CFL, admits the Sacramento gold miners as their ninth franchise and it's the first u.s team so if you're doing trivia who was the first team uh from the u.s to be in the uh, canadian football league sacramento gold miners are they still in existence no 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 it's back to being all canada all canada, canada right. out. there was a time they had a lot of american teams and they could have the Canadian uh, division and the american division but they eliminated all of that 1919, uh, Argentine great Lionel Messi scores his 50th hat trick in his career. And this is the day that Tiger Woods in 2021 crashes his car uh, driving south in Los Angeles and injures both his legs. And that's what happened today, February 23rd. Look, it's time to go on to Sports Stories by Larry. And this is your part three. Of your series, take it away. Oh, by the way, you're sponsored by Flags. <laughs> yeah. Time of my Ameri story American the Flags. Baseball Hall of Fame and the controversy over its character clause. The Board of Directors of the Hall of Fame has a 1945 character clause on the books to guide baseball writers' hall voting. 
It states that players, quote, shall be chosen on the basis of playing ability, sportsmanship, character, their contribution to the teams on which they played, and to baseball in general. For more than a half a century, no one paid much attention to this character clause. But that changed in a big way when the 2007 whole voting started on the steroid-relying players. For example, ESPN's Buster Only said, quote, the Hall of Fame is trying to squeeze out the steroid, steroid error players and letting the riders do their dirty work, close quote. As a result, only stopped Hall voting in 2015. Also, Jeff Passan, who the Associated Press sports editor is praised as one of the best baseball columnists in the country, also gave up Hall voting in 2017 because of the character clause, indicating that, quote, Hooperstown is a shining beacon of divinity set upon a hill of hypocrisy, close quote. <laughs> Finally, oh. Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports and MLB Network fame recently said that the character clause should focus more on off-the-field behavior, such as domestic violence, inappropriate relationships, and drunk driving. Rosenthal has considered stopping his hall voting as well. In 2021, Kevin Draper, a New York Times investigative reporter, summed up the importance of the character clause controversy in this way. Quote, several prominent writers have opted out of the voting process, process or threatened to, raising questions about what it even means to be inducted. Close quote. What's more, this concern of leading baseball writers on the character clause has spilled over to the rank and file baseball writers. For example, Tim Kawakami, the editor-in-chief of the athletic San Francisco Bay Area site, said, quote, for the first time since I got a ballot, I couldn't figure out a reason to really do, do, keep doing it, close quote. Also, see Trent Rosencrantz, a Cincinnati Reds beat reporter for The Athletic, said, I think the discourse has gotten so toxic, it is not as fun as it was, close quote. No telling how many other lesser baseball writers feel so negatively about Hall voting with the character clause. What is the solution to the controversy over the character clause? Here are two opposing views for you to, to consider. First view in, in 2021, ESPN's Buster only said that the board of directors of the hall should, should themselves disqualify, disqualify players who do not meet their definition of the character clause and should no longer rely on baseball writers to be the morality police. Or, the second view in 2022, Faye Vincent, a former baseball commissioner, said that directors of the Hall of Fame should discard its character clause and take player performance on the field at face value. This completes my three-part series on the Hall of Fame. Any comments? 
very, very where nice. Does Pete, where does Pete Rose fit into this? Well, but that was before uh, 2007. Right, but he signed an agreement with Jamadi that he would, because he bet on baseball, he, he would he would have a lifetime ban from the from the Hall of Fame. He would not be eligible, and he signed it. That's a difference. Well, Nobody else signed anything. Meanwhile, everyone bets on baseball games today. Right, gambling is correct. Yes. When bought, when bought, you can bet it. You can bet on a game at the ballpark. That's right. It's amazing. But like I was discussing in, in a baseball in Cincinnati. Class, the fact that he never bet against his own team is not in and of itself a good thing because if you bet on the Cincinnati, on the Reds to win on a particular day and you had a relief pitcher, an ace relief pitcher who was basically gassed and was pitching for the third straight day, but you needed him to get those last two outs in the game, you'd put him in the game because you bet on the damn thing. That's the problem with, with, with even buddy not betting against your own team because you're I using players that you shouldn't. Right, Michael. Yeah, you know what I think? I think there are things about Pete Rose that we do not know about, and that's one of the main reasons why he's not in the Hall of Fame. He, you know, optically, he was one of the best players we have ever seen, and Correct. I wouldn't be surprised if everybody on this panel would vote him into the Hall of Fame. I think that there's something even more incendiary that he's done or committed or, or pissed off that is keeping him out of the Hall of Fame. He had an inappropriate years. relationship with a girl. Yeah. Underage? I don't I I believe never. so, but I'm not 100% certain. I believe so, though. He didn't go to jail for it, so. No. And none of us could forgive him for what he did to Buddy Harrelson in 1973. <laughs> oh, man. Not their buddies. Yet, buddies. And, and I'm a Yankee uh, fan. Right. Yeah. And yet, uh, Pete Rose and Bud Harrelson Still go around in Scottish sports selling paraphernalia. Right, right. That yeah. was then. Buddy Harrelson's got Milton, all the Milton, Milton, comment. What game, what game did he do that to Harrelson? That was the what the, the playoffs. game of the playoffs. 1973. Yeah, but right. was it in the playoffs? Yeah, the playoffs. It was in the playoffs. Because yeah. I went to the game after that. I remember, <laughs> boy, were they booing him. I remember. Was Tug McGraw was on that team, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. got to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Gerald? Speaking of uh, gambling on baseball, the ironic thing is gambling, uh, part of the gambling revenues will accrue to baseball owners talking uh -huh. about democracy. Of course. Of course. I think they're waiting for him to die to bring him, put him in posthumously. I think you're Could right. Be. I don't know. I think so. I'll never know. Will I don't know. Uh, Larry? It's interesting to look at Bonds and Clemens and, and Sosa and McGuire. The baseball writers uh, uh, only voted uh, for Sosa and McGuire less than 25%. Mm -hmm. but as you might know, the Bonds and Clemens are in the mid 60s in their last 10th uh, try. But, the, but again, the difference between Bonds and Clemens and the other two is that we know that McGuire and Sosa 
would have been mediocre players without juicing. That, that's why that's why the, the vote is the way it is. Yeah, I agree. Listen, but Bonds and Clemens were Hall of Famers before they used juice. That's How about Palmero? How about Palmero? It's not yeah, likely they're going to make it, though. Mark McGuire hit 49 home runs as a rookie. Correct, but he and was I not that... He wasn't taken at that time, so he started his career off with 49 home runs. He had 450 right. home runs before the steroid era. He's not likely to make it because the 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 Hall of Fame executives <coughs> are against the uh, the the induction of these players. In 2017, Joe Morgan, then the vice chair of the Hall of Fame, wrote a letter to the Hall voters indicating that steroid users should not be in the Hall. And so they've, they've structured the era committee in such a way that has uh, five Hall executives. You need 12 out of 16 in order to get in. It stacks it stacks the uh, these the situation against uh, Clemens and Bonds making it anytime soon. Yeah. Meanwhile, Fred, don't forget McGuire tested positive. Yeah, right. You know that's correct. Do you think these are the only guys who did something no. back in those days? No, no. Or Ortiz, of course not. But not even Ortiz. All the other guys who let's say got into the Hall of Fame. Or around that era. I'm sure they all, all. And you know, the same with it is like they all drank drank milk. But that's that's anecdotal, though. And the same of it is these guys saved baseball after the strike. Nobody was interested in baseball watching those replacement players in 95. It was terrible. And these guys, if they didn't do that, who the heck knows where baseball would be right now? Well, that was Bud Selig's. The idea, yeah. I mean, listen, you know, mm-hmm. Bring you him turned back. a blind eye to it. Fred, your your son, you said, is going to be a uh, a Hall of Fame voter in a couple of years. Yeah, I think it, in 2025, he's got two two so, more years. Again, you, have, he, you have to be in the Baseball Writers Association for ten years. He's he's been in it for eight. And how and and how old is he now? He's in the forties, right? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's early forties. Early forties. He, he didn't he didn't started covering baseball a lot until. So he was like 31 or 32. So he had, then, did he see did he see Pete Rose play? No. 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 So he's no. gonna make a decision. Well, we're not voting for him, but still. Yeah. He's not gonna be able to vote for uh, for so a lot of these voters, voters, the older voters are gonna be gone. The young the new right. guys are coming in. Eventually, and, eventually, yeah. maybe now, 10 you know, years. What from is now, this? What is this? Not gonna what? happen anytime soon. The all-time head leader is not in okay, whatever. Let's thank you for that report in your story. Uh, Larry, as usual, great job. Thank you. All right, Michael, we're going to come up to you. Uh, Yankees, Jets report, anything uh, sponsored by baseball bats. How about that? Okay, thank you. And uh, good news for all the podcasters. I'm going to give a very positive report about the Jets and the Yankees because with apologies to Rod Serling, I'm going to take everybody into the twilight zone. So that will be where my report is. So let us speak of a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. The middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. And it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This 
is a dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. Da -da -da -da. As we enter this world, we see the New York Jets and the New York Yankees. Let's look in. Aaron Rodgers has just come out of the darkness and he tells the Packers he would like to go to the Jets because the Packers are so tired of Rodgers and his idiosyncrasies. They're willing to trade for him at all costs. Therefore, in order to make the trade, the Packers will trade him for only the Jets' third and fourth round draft pick. Now, no with Rodgers in the fold, the Jets, no with their happened. high draft choices, managed to sign a stud defensive lineman, another offensive lineman to complement the totally healed and future superstar, Mekhi Becton, the best strong safety in the draft, and one of the more talented wide receivers in the draft also. So fast forwarding to the 2023 NFL season with everything in place, including the now healthy Brees Hall as the best running back in the football. Not only are the Jets odds on favorites to win the Super Bowl, they become the most popular team in NFL history <laughs> with Jets merch flying all over the shelves everywhere. And by the way, luck would have it during the summer. We go to Las Vegas, place a bet and win two special tickets to the 2023 Jets versus Eagles Super Bowl, won by the Jets, of course. <laughs> and what I did was, just to be nice, even though he talks about Bill Mazeroski, I invited Gerald Schwartz to join me on the sidelines. So that was... <laughs> okay. Talking now, about, about Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Okay. Now, going to the Yankees, lo and behold, Pitching coach Matt Blake uses an analytics prowess to teach Cy Young winner Garrett Cole how to stop giving up so many home runs. So Cole joins Rodon, Nasty Nestor, Severino, and Germán to become the best rotation in baseball. Joining the rotation is an extraordinary seven-headed monster known as the Yankees' bullpen, arguably the best in Yankees history. Any one of them could be a top closer on any other major league team. The best thing that happens to the Yankees, and admittedly, it can only happen in the twilight zone, Steinbrenner <laughs> hires some of the most unbelievable doctors and trainers in the world, enabling the entire roster to remain healthy. That means no more pulled muscles for the now full-time left fielder Giancarlo Stanton. Harrison Bader's plantar fasciitis is healed forever as well as batting title winner DJ LeMayhew's bad toes and hernia. Finally, Labor Torres becomes a superstar, while Josh Donaldson remains a slick-fielding, obnoxious third baseman who gains confidence to hit 24 home runs, especially when Tim Anderson decides to apologize for the Jackie incident and become Donaldson's friend. To nobody's surprise, Anthony Volpe, of course, is named Rookie of the Year, while Aaron Judge <laughs> learns during the offseason from Gold Glove winner Anthony Rizzo how to choke up on the bat with two strikes on him. With that in mind, Judge shatters all his previous year's accomplishments with the greatest triple crown season in the history of baseball. The World Series, of course, is an afterthought as the Yankees sweep the Dodgers shutting them out in all four games, avenging that horrible 1963 disaster. Following the World Series, I get contacted by Mayor Adams, 
And he offered my son, he invites my son, Jess, and me to join him and Hal Steinbrenner on a float going down Broadway when the New York Yankees get honored by New York for winning their 28th World Series. The highlight of the parade is when the Yankees and dignitaries assemble at City Hall for ceremony. Steinbrenner comes up to the microphone and he announces that next year they have signed a new pitcher and DH by the name of Shohei Otani. This will mark the beginning of a New York Yankees dynasty. And that is my report for today. Okay. Very nice job. Very nice. I'm glad. And now we know why, Fred, now we know why there weren't many texts going on this week. Yeah. Been writing yeah, took about a, this. He took a long week to write. Long. Yeah, that's he, right. He put himself in the dark right, with, with a little light yeah. writing this. Yeah, I, I, comment, I commented to, to Mark yesterday, said, has there been too much texting going on this week? <laughs> <laughs> nice Busy job. writing. Nice job, Mike. Nice job. Anybody want to comment on that? I mean, what else can you say about it? Nice job. All right. Yo, oh, Gerald, of course, Gerald. What's up? Mike, uh, are the Yankees going to uh, acquire Machado when he becomes a, uh, when he opts out of his uh, contract? Machado at third base? I don't know. It depends how good Donaldson gets. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. That would be a possibility. Yes, I wouldn't mind that. I, I think that if the uh, Yankees had the kind of money the Mets have. Uncle Stevie's going to Right? That will be a whole story. Hold <clears throat> Great. Okay. We shall see. All right, thanks. Love to have you know, show. Michael, Michael, as okay. a Yankee fan, too, I just can't see Donaldson at third base and them winning. I just can't see it. Well, you know, you know well, just... he's under contract. That's why he's still there. You know that, right? <laughs> Ooh, well, he's got only one season left on the contract. Yeah. So, but yeah. Well, maybe he'll get hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Fred. <laughs> And, we, and I know the basketball season is yeah. getting back tonight from the All Star break. So and, and now any... we're coming, and we're coming down to the last couple of weeks of college basketball, which <laughs> has no clear cut number one team. Every all the number one teams, everybody gets knocked off in a week. It's, I think it's going to be a great NCAA tournament. Going to be wide well, open, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if we have a team like last year, North Carolina, vaulting from an eighth eighth seed into the. Uh, into the championship game, but it's going to be a yeah. very interesting season, conference tournament season coming up in two weeks, and then uh, then, then the NCAA tournament. And we'll have to see in the, on, the, on the local front. I'm hoping I would really love to see Fordham win the Atlantic 10 conference tournament and get a get a bid into the NCAA tournament because I even despite a 22 and six record, I don't think. They, they would get an at-large bid, no. but if, but it's really very un, unpublicized what's going up, what's going on in Rose Hill. But they're, they're really a good team. I've seen them play a few games, and who are they with in that really conference? Good. What? Who, who well, they they unfortunately lost by 19 points on the road to VCU Virginia Commonwealth last Saturday. Right. They are they are in the top four. Them. So they will get a couple of buys in the tournament and they are playing the tournament in, in Brooklyn at Barclays Center. So maybe they'll have some home court advantage, but it would be really, really, really nice to, you know, as a sharp contrast to what's going on in Queens with the uh, local St. John's team. Who I, I'm, I'm not alone in thinking this, but they, 
they definitely need to make a coaching change after this year. They, they haven't won an NCAA tournament game since my son was a junior there in, in, in 2000. And right. Unless they go on a, some tremendous run like Georgetown did a few years ago and win the Big East tournament, there's no way to getting into the NCAA tournament. No, no, they have to sweep and, it. And, and every year, the, the expectations are this is the year. And 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 no, nobody knows. My, my son was telling me they have this player who's Steve knows, uh, Andre Carbello, who's somehow yeah. been suspended. And he was in the my son was telling me he was in the press room Saturday night. And before the game, my son asked him, can, can you can you tell us why in why you're not playing? Why you've been suspended? He says, I can't talk about it. Nobody knows. And then the St. John suspended another player. Um, Pinzone, who I think is also might be also be from Long Island. Apparently, he tweeted that the that there's something wrong with the coaching and whatever. And it's just that there's a lot of disarray within that within their program. Mm. Yeah, it seems that way. And, and I I don't know the rumor. I mean, my son, my son, who's tuned into college basketball, says Rick Pitino would still like one more chance at a at a at a big time school. He's coaching Iona. 70 uh-huh. years old and I, I said to my son you think St. John's might go might, might go might go for him you know try to give him a, try to get, get some um, you know a big time co- coach like that he says mm, could be I don't know I mean the, their, their athletic director is the former athletic director at Duke so I don't I, I don't think he's going to coach you know uh, coax Mike Krzyzewski out of retirement <laughs> oh, I think Louis Conasek will make a comeback He's 90, <laughs> hey, God bless him. He's 98 years old, still going to the games. And you see how good Duke, Duke is doing terrible this year, right? They're not, they're not doing terrible. They're like 20 and 8, 19 and 8. They're not the, they're not the premier team in the conference. They're not the premier team in the conference, but, you know, it's, you know 19 and 8. not 25, I don't think. No, they're, no, they're not. But, uh, oh, no. Let's see. Did you hear about that uh, that St. John's ladies beat the UConn ladies? Oh, no, agree, was that last agree. night or two nights ago? Yeah, they they if they don't win the tournament. That that's that's a marquee win. They they should get an an at large uh, birth in the NCAA women's tournament, which would be great for the for the women's program. Yeah. I'm sorry, Larry. They they UConn uh, will have to wait till next year when they get their players, their injured players back. Very tough. They've lost. UConn. They've lost a few. Uh, with the players they have, but you know, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Larry. They had a streak which is pretty unbelievable. A couple weeks ago, when they lost to Marquette, it was the first time since 1993-94 season that they had lost two games in a row. I mean, think about that. It's 30, 30 years. Wow. That's, that's a, I forget the exact number of games, like close to fifteen hundred games. I think it was. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Michael. And, 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 yeah, question for Fred. I woke up this morning and I put on Boomer and Geo, and they were talking about somebody who I think he scored the winning point and he was involved with criminal activity and he shouldn't have been playing. You know anything about that? Well, if it's talking about the University of Alabama. Right, 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 right. There, there was yeah, he was. Shoot, he was. There was a fatal shooting a couple months ago. Where one of the players who was injured gave the gun to the person who allegedly Shooter. shot him. But now it turns out that it's a freshman. His last name is Miller. I don't remember his first name. Is the guy who gave the gun to the guy who gave the gun. That was like, like yeah. an assist. 
Like he brought the gun to the second guy who gave the gun to the guy who shot him. Supposedly. Yeah. Something fishy there. there. And he's still been playing. He's been their best player on the team this year. Right, best player. He got 40-40 the other night. Other Mike. Mike. Yeah, I'd just like to offer that the the head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas is likely to be on the market this coming year. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, And he's got a very strong New York background. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, Patrick. You know, it's it's very interesting how you look at the – Two great plays from that era, Ewing and Mullins, going going back to their alma mater as the coach, and n- neither one had been successful. Not too well. Not too well. Not too well. Yeah. You don't have a lot of college coaches go back to their alma maters and, uh, and, no. and be their successful. But, but, but oh, Mike Woodson is doing a pretty good job at Indiana, and yeah. Juwan Howard is doing okay at, uh, at Michigan. Michigan. Michigan did, did anybody say see last night? It was very – Moving game when Michigan State and Indiana, Michigan State's first home game uh, since the tragedy at, at on their campus a week ago. And oh, yeah. Very moving. You know, Tom Tom Izzo was really, you know, you know the whole team like brought the tears for me, and then they had a very stirring win against Indiana last. Um, I think it was Tuesday night. The, right, the, right. Home campus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the, again on the women's side, South Carolina has not lost at twenty six and zero. Tough like game that. the other day against Mississippi though. Took them to overtime. Went to OT and they, they still won. And Indiana is like right behind them. The, the women, yeah. they've only lost right. once. Did South Carolina beat Indiana? Do you know? <clears throat> no, they haven't played. In, in, no, South Carolina hasn't lost. No, no, oh, Indiana's West one I loss. Think, I think I, I'm not sure who their only one loss is. But okay. The, but the but the Big Ten women's are very very competitive this year. It's a much better conference than the Southeast Conference the in women. I mean, you, you usually in the in the women's South Carolina and LSU are the two top women's teams in this. Right. In South right, right. Yeah. Usually Tennessee has been in there, but they're not that as 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 good as they've been in in past years. South Carolina right. is in a in a. In a they're like all, all alone on top there, but Indiana yeah, is they like, are. that one loss. I wonder who it was. I'm not right, sure who the time will see. March Madness is right around the corner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and 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 you know what else is happening this year with the not that it had any uh, you know cachet, but the NIT, which always used to play its semifinals and finals in, in Madison Square Garden, well, the NCA apparently took it over several years ago, and now it's no longer in the garden. They are going to play the semifinals and finals in NIT in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I remember. I'm sure Steve remembers when the when the NIT was the, was the premier tournament when yeah. Frazier won in Southern Illinois. You know, teams turned down a bid to the NCAA tournament to go to the NIT. But you know, things change. Let's see what happens ratings wise. How well they do and how much money they make on the NIT this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to baseball, okay? The spring training is going to begin the games this weekend. I believe right. Saturday. Does anyone Tomorrow. know the Saturday's game is going to be on TV? I heard Sunday's on. I didn't hold see anything second. about look, Saturday's. Hold on a second. I'll look it up in the in the grid in the post for you. Okay, I why think you look- the, the Mets are playing two games, uh, split squad. Yeah, it's amazing, no. splitting this squad already. Like you have the Saturday schedule there? Yeah, the Met game at six ten is on is on SNY. SNY oh, it right. is Saturday. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. The Yankees okay, against the, the Marlins. Yankees at 105, the Yankees at 105 on Sunday are on. Right. Well, both teams are on at 1 o'clock on, on Sunday. On Sunday. But Saturday. And the, Yankees are, and the Yankees are on Monday night and Wednesday night. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what do we hear about? Uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, as the games begin, uh, as a Met fan, uh, other Met fans, I, I can't wait to see this Cody Senga who they're advertising, uh, the, uh, the Japanese pitcher who's talking in the back. And, I'm going to make a salad to put my fish on We can make that salad, but not on the show. You want some salad, too? Uh, <laughs> who is it? My wife's making uh -oh. some. Please, not on the show. So, Caesar. Um, Caesar. <laughs> so Cody Senga has this pitch. It's called the, the ghost forkball. Mm -hmm. This is termed the ghost forkball. He says the forkball is similar to the splitter, but he, say, he doesn't call it a splitter. He calls it the ghost forkball. So you see the <laughs> ball up here, all of a sudden it drops. So we'll see how well that does with the uh, with Major League. Uh, the balls are different in, in the uh, Major League Baseball in Japan. So we'll see how well he adjusts, et cetera, et cetera. Interesting to see that. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there were a couple of, uh, let's see, signings this week since the last show. Some of these people you might remember, David Peralta. These are all like yep. minor guys. He was an outfielder. The Dodgers signed him to a one-year deal. The Dodgers also signed a former <laughs> Cardinal closer, Alex Reyes. Right. Uh, let's see. The Pittsburgh signs this left-hand pitcher, Caleb Smith. Anybody here? Caleb? Caleb Smith? Oh, Caleb. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb. I'm sorry. Caleb. Caleb I, think, I, think he was, I think he was on the Yankees for a while. He was know. a Yankee for a very, very short time. He was also a mall and a, and a diamondback. So the Pirates signed him. They also signed Kevin Plowecki. Our old friend Plowecki, uh -huh. former Met, played for Cleveland, Boston, and Texas last year. Uh, the Astros extended their starter, ha Christian Javier. Truly amazing. F uh, five years, $64 million. Uh, The Padres signed Michael Wachta, Waka, who pitched Wachta. for the Mets a few years ago, pitched for the Red Sox last year. He was 11-2, so former Cardinal and Ray. Uh, the Padres signed Cole Hamels, who's trying to make a comeback. Uh, yeah. He signed a minor league deal for just $2 million. Let's see if he makes the team. Uh, trying to come back. Uh, Padres, also Alexander Bogart, Matt Carpenter, Seth Lugo, Nelson Cruz, re-signed uh, Hugh Darvish. They're going for it this year. <laughs> they are crazy. going for you, it. You, you, Darvish, they gave that kind of money for for six years, and he's 36 years old? Yeah. That's what he was got. great last year. Maybe they're hoping to give him a couple more years. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the Royals signed designated outfielder Framil uh, Reyes to a minor league deal. These guys, sure. you know, he's 27 years old. He's had two seasons of 30 home runs. <laughs> so here's a guy, Framil Reyes. Mm -hmm. I, I asked anyone on the screen who knows him, who heard of him, maybe five Padres, years before you heard Padres of him. In, Padres and the Indians. Yeah. Indians, I'm, yeah. Diamondback signed Andrew Chaffin, Chaffin, Chaffin to a one-year deal. Uh, here's a good one. The Phils signed a couple of people. They signed Sir Anthony Dominguez. Love that name. Mm -hmm. To two years. They re-signed. Sir, Sir Anthony Dominguez. Uh, he's a relief pitcher. Two years, 2.5 million in 23, 4.5 in 24. 
the Brewers signed a former Yankee and a former Met, lefty Justin Wilson. Yeah. He was uh-huh. a red last year. They gave him a one-year deal. The White Sox re-signed Elvis Andrus for one year. The He's Angels signed lefty Matt Moore, who had potential years, potential years ago. Never materialized. The Cubs signed a, uh, a player who started in the Mets organization and was traded to the Tigers, Michael Fulmer. Hmm. Remember him, right? He's, he's like a nothing now. He's trying to, uh, re, you know, what's the word? Re, uh, yeah. he, was, he was in the Cespedes trade. Right. Flash yeah. in the pan. How about this one? The Brewers have signed Luke Voigt. Voigt, yeah. And Tyler oh, Naquin. Yeah. Luke Voigt, ever since he left the Yankees, is just like hanging on all these different teams. I mean, he, he has a pretty good year. I think he had 20-some-odd homers last year, but they don't want him. <laughs> the Phillies welcome back this guy. I heard the, read the story this morning. The Phillies welcome back this guy, Noah Song, S-O-N-G. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. He's 25 years old. He played for Navy, and he was fabulous. Mm. They signed him out of Navy. But then he had to do his years of service. Mm. He tried getting out of it. They said no, no doing. Uh, but now he's back. Now he's in the spring training. So let's see uh, the transactions that took place this week. I hopefully I got them all. Uh, and, Gary, and, Gary, and Gary Sanchez is still unsigned, right? He's still unsigned, and he was seen at the Yankee camp. Really? Really? Seen at Yankee camp working out oh. with the Yankees. Maybe they can sign him and put. Well, you know the Yankees have, have this. That, that that catcher who they got from the Twins, the Yankees, is out for. I heard he has having surgery for an aneurysm. Rumford, right. Rumford, yeah, 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 yeah. Have a place for that, yeah. but okay. Yeah, it was in today's and, paper. And and the story with Aaron Judge, the first couple of days of spring training. Remember, he had they, there were stories that he had a first base glove working out of first base. Yeah. They asked Boone about. It, he says, forget about it. Maybe in five, six years, with his contract down the line, he may play a little first base. But right now. He's my outfield. And they're putting yeah. him in left field. I heard they're putting him in left. Yeah, him in left Stanton in right field. They're thinking about what? that. Yeah. Thinking about that. I well, also know until he's in Yankee Stadium. Esteban Floreal. Nothing. He's not going to make it. There's no way. I, I, mean, he's, they, this, I, I can't see him. They're talking it. about, uh, you know, uh, giving uh, Stanton a break in left field or giving Hicks a break in left yeah. field. Well, unless we heard they're going to put the judge in left. Didn't he say something about not being interested, losing passion for? Did I hear that correctly? Say what? Said something about losing passion for the game. I I was listening to the radio this morning. I heard something about that. That Hicks, which would be a a great excuse for getting him off the team. Oh, talking about Hicks. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. I don't know. He has a lot to prove. (laughs) Another another passion for the game. Maybe he won't play. I don't know. Let's see what happens in spring training. But again, spring training and then when the bell rings for the real stuff are two different things. We know that, right? Does uh, anybody here on this um, board? The Cubs signed uh, Edwin Rios, right? This yeah, last... And they also signed Cody Adam... Bellinger. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned that. Yeah. 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 That guy has some potential. If he ever gets a stroke back. <laughs> Rios? Yeah. Uh, the World Baseball Classic. Those interesting WBC starts March eighth. That's about a week or so away, and mm-hmm. a lot of players, a lot of players, and the camps, the teams, have added extra players <laughs> because their spring training continues 
while the boys are playing there uh, all over uh, in, in this tournament. You think you think Israel could take it this year? Well, did you read the story? What was it? Sunday's? I'm trying news, to think. Sunday's yeah. news about yep. Ty Kelly. Yeah. Right. Fabulous yeah. story. If you guys didn't, didn't read it. Uh, yeah. Former major league, former Met, Ty Kelly, uh, is still playing for Israel. Israel is playing with Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, and Venezuela. Those three teams are stacked. So <laughs> stacked with major leaguers. And who does, who does Israel have? Well, besides uh, Kelly, Ian Kinsler is their manager. He's not playing. Right. Uh, Jock Peterson, Garrett Stubbs, a catcher. Danny Valencia has been around mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. Uh, a, a Oreo pitcher, a Dean Crema, Crema. Richard Blyer, who is a so-called relief pitcher for the Red Sox. Robert Stock. These are, these are the big names. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It's not going to They used to do that the basketball team also. The Maccabi Tel Aviv used to have all of the old uh, basketball players and not necessarily Jewish. But from me personally, I, I care. I could care less about this, about the class. The class. It's in March. Doesn't mm-hmm. be, and I'm happy for the players who decide not to play because it, it you know prevents additional injuries. Let them come in. The fewer Yankees who are playing in this classic, the happier I am. Uh, that's just me. I don't, yeah. I, I care about it. And Kershaw couldn't get insurance to play. Oh, that's what he, ba- he backed out. The Mets have a lot of players. Period. The Mets yeah. have they, Alonzo, they, McNeil, Adavino, uh, Lindor, Diaz, Escobar, <laughs> Navarez, uh, Quintana. They're all going. The Yankees have Higashioka, Cortez dropped out. David Torres is in and uh, Low Isaac. That's all the Yankees have. But you have Cespedes is playing. <laughs> yeah, for home. Cuba and Matt Harvey is playing for Italy. What he has, maybe his mother was Italian. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. But that should be interesting. With I mean, I like the idea of the, of the uh, them playing. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's enter- a little bit entertaining, yeah. yeah. We talked about the Ghost Runner being official now. Oh, last God. week, we touched upon a little bit last week. Many of us don't like it. The ball no. players love it. The ball yes. players love it because they say they don't pay us for overtime. You believe I'll that? You, you want, you want, the Alta Cox. They don't pay me for overtime. No, Mark, you want to know another? You want to know another group who loves who loves it? Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Another group who loves it is the is the writers covering the games. Yeah, them and the young right. Yeah, because yeah. they don't they're not gonna but but they're, there was a sixteen inning game with the ghost runner. Right? Yeah. Phil Rizzuto Phil Rizzuto would have loved it, would have gotten him on the uh, highway sooner. He would have watched yeah. the game from his house or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know the writer, uh, I know for a fact the writers loved it. Now they changed the rule also for putting position players in. Did you hear this rule? Yes. Yeah. Teams must be up by Teams must be up by 10 or more runs to put a position player to pitch, but you only put them in the ninth inning. Who would put a position player if you're winning? But they put that rule in. But if you're down by eight or more, you can use a position player anytime. No mercy. Ah. But anytime, at any down by eight or more. The rule used to be six. They just made the rule a little... Uh, um, right, 
The shift to me is a major rule. A little yeah. shift. I, I I actually I'm 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 for that. So am I. The batting average is going to be gonna make, I think it's going to make for a better game. I'm looking but forward. How, to how about the, well, it'll benefit left-handed hitters. The timing. I don't know how that's going to work out. Say it again. The pitcher timing. The clock. The well, they have to work on it. They have to work on it. That's why they have spring training, to work on I it. Guess so. Right? Exactly. I don't know. I don't like that rule. The timing rule, I don't I like. Do. I mean, I like. it's a tough situation. It's, put yourself as a pitcher. You get the ball back from the catch. Okay, it's <clears> a guy on base. So sometimes you got to gather your thoughts, maybe walk around for a little bit before getting back on the rubber <laughs> and take your stretch. I don't think it's enough time. You, you know what they, but how are they going to work it? What happens if the catcher holds the ball for five seconds? Good right. question. Right. When, then, I mean, when does right the clock the, start? The, the clock, clock starts, starts from his when the, the motion gets the ball. Pitching motion. Right. No, 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 from, no, no. It, it's when he's in the motion. from the game, then he'll argue, and that'll be 15 more <laughs> into the game. So. Yeah, right, yeah. That's true. The, the catcher could occasionally drop the ball on purpose and and bubble around picking it up right i mean no the clock say... actually the clock starts when the pitcher is in his motion no no starts no, no. when he catches no. the ball i read that the other day the ball from the catcher right the pitcher the has to have the, the pitcher has the ball the clock going to start yes yes all right, let's yeah, once he's got the ball on the mound. Watch yes. the games this weekend. You'll see how it is, you know, how it's going to be. Yeah. Supposedly, they did it in AAA last year, and they said it was good. The games were shorter by at least a half hour. If it's three and no count, they'll put a man on base uh, with, with if he waits 21 seconds or whatever, they'll actually put a man on base. But, you, you know, you know that's, that's weird. In AAA, they said, I think the games went from 304 to 238. But yeah. don't forget too in AAA, you don't have you know you don't have time in you know how many games are televised and you have TV commercials. Right, right. that's another that, thing. I mean that, yeah. that's an increased time. What is? I mean I don't know what is that two and a half minutes per half inning now or something like that. I think the goal is actually to hit two and a half hours. Would you mind seeing that's the time right. the time that's clock cool. on the screen as you're watching the game? Or it wouldn't yeah. matter. It could be it could be disconcerting. What happens if he can't read the catcher's sign? Right, right. He's, he's on the mound. He's looking. He's looking. Or maybe That's he can't hear it. Or if he can't hear it, you know what I mean? The right, team. right. Then yeah. what happens? Tick, 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 tick. Oh, time Just runs out. You better yeah, but a lot, of people, a lot of people said that the batter will be a problem also <clears throat> having to be in and ready to hit. Yeah, yeah, like Nomar Garcia Power. Remember him? But he's only allowed box, to step out if once. If the batter takes too much time, there'll be a cold strike against him. That, that's also another I, I'll, be, I'll be surprised somehow during either during the year, maybe after the All-Star break or after the year, they're going to uh, adjust it a little bit. Could be. Yeah, well, let's see the, it's an experiment. You have to yeah. see what the uh, wow. result is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gerald? The reason why I'm against the, the uh, shift rule, and I mentioned this many times, if the great Ted Williams had a hit through the shift, then everybody does. No. Doesn't quite work that way. I'm for the shift. I'm not. I think, I think as defense, you should play wherever you want to play. I agree. The batter adjusts to hit where they are. Hit the ball the where they are. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Back to that basics, not like uh, flex your muscles and hit, you know. Well, you know, they're trying to raise the batting average. It was only 245. Right. Uh, this will this will definitely raise the batting averages. You'll see. 60, they figure. So, Gerald Gam. The distance between bases okay. will no longer be 90 feet yeah. because the bases are larger. I right. think the distance will be, I don't know, 89 and a half feet or something. Somewhere That's like great. Yeah. Yeah, they called them. They called them pizza bases. boxes. You hear that? They called them yeah. pizza boxes. That's how big the bases are. More stolen bases. Ridiculous. So here's a story for you, uh, your national fans. You know, there's a few of you on the screen there, right? This, this, the Stephen Strasburg saga. Yeah. Another yeah, setback. Honor. Another setback yeah. in his rehab. Setback. He felt nerve issues a few weeks ago. He had yeah. surgery in 2021 to reef thoracic outlet syndrome. He's only made eight starts since he signed that seven-year, $245 million <laughs> deal in 2019. He's 34. He was the MVP of that World Series, which you guys had a couple of years ago. And he has exactly. a Jewish name. You think we'll ever see yeah. him pitch again? I don't know. Yeah, they had an interview with one of the, um, one of the team's uh, leadership the other day, I heard. I forgot who it was. said, you know, they're concerned about him. But uh, it's indefinite, you know. Hopefully, he'll get back. But they have no timetable. Yeah, I think no. the the more realistic is no, they will not see him back. I see him back, and maybe they must have insurance on his contract, right? No, there's no insurance. It has to be renewed every year, and the insurance is gone. Okay, so he should he's just be healthy. That's. <laughs> It's just the other. Okay. I'm a, this is what this is my profession. That's what I think. I know, I know. So how about this one? Phil Regan. You guys hear this story about Phil Regan? Oh, yes. Vulture. Love Vulture. The Vulture. 86 yeah. years old in April. He's suing the Mets. Good and, for him. And, and Brody Van Wegen <laughs> over age discrimination. <laughs> he was hired to be their pitching coach when a few years ago, I think in I think in uh 2018, maybe. 19. Right. 18. Then they then they they fired him after the year. Supposedly he was came to help them out pitching wise. He became the pitching coach. He lowered the team's ERA. Yeah. And then they fired him. And he's he's claiming age discrimination. Good, <laughs> good for him. Good luck yeah, for look him. at us. We are we're yeah, so yeah. supportive. So we'll see how well that that made me depressed today. And the Mark? Did, yes, go ahead. How, should we have a contest to pick the what should be the over under for the number of starts Degrom makes over five years? <laughs> oh wow! We should write the number down, and God willing, if we're all around in five years, and if this show is still going five years, <laughs> wow! What number would that be? Who knows? Anyway, yeah, being interesting. I don't think it'll be a hundred. The Yankees no. have announced that Ron Bloomberg. Is going to throw out the first pitch on April third, which is supposedly is the fiftieth anniversary of him being a uh, a DH. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Good, I, I love good him. He's a good right, guy. Right, right. We've heard him talk a good time. His book, his book is a designated Jew. Yeah, yeah. He yeah he's a good guy. designated Hebrew. I think designated, yeah, designated yeah, Hebrew. Right, yeah, right, I've right, spoken right. with him a few yeah. times. A really good guy. Yeah. Good really guy. Good. So yes, yes. all the power to him. Wonderful. Good for, good for him, and not because he's Jewish. No, he's no, just, but he's a good no. guy and he cares about him. He's a good guy. And uh, Keith Hernandez finally reached agreement. It's been a week since we heard about that. He's finally got his contract. He'll be with Gary and Ron again. 
for the 18th season, and that will break the all-time record of uh, Lindsay, Ralph, and Bob Murphy. They did 17 years in a row. It's so good mm. for them. Good for them. They're a good, good trio. Yeah. And they announced that, um, that Paul O'Neill, yeah, the Yankee yeah. announcing, yeah. will be yeah. back live yeah. Yeah. in the stadium. Yeah. But you know what? What? They, they didn't say whether he, whether he got vaccinated or or, yeah, or yeah, yes, yeah. network relaxed their mandate. So that's I true. What it is. That's true. During spring training, Michael Kay and David Cohn are only calling two live games at the stadium. Spring training. Uh, all others will be remote in the uh, Sanford, Connecticut studio. Uh, the Mets will be live throughout the entire spring training. How about Good. that? And uh, best witches, you can say a little Misha Barrick for Ron Hunt, former Met, yeah, uh, yeah. recovering from a stroke in St. Louis area. Mm. Uh, Ron Hunt, if you were a Met fan, you go way back. You used to love Ron Hunt, second base. Yeah, yeah. 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 got hit a lot. Yeah, right, right, right. He's sixth on the all-time list of being hits batsmen. I don't know right. who's first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. Don, Don Bayo's Bay got to be up there. Uh, yeah, yes, definitely. definitely. We should check that one day, uh, Gerald. Not now, Gerald, but uh, one day we'll see who the top five. Not now. There was a death which meant a lot to me. And maybe some of you do know Ron Davies. Does that name sound to anybody? If you went to, I went to Adelphi. And mm. I played baseball for Adelphi in the, I was there the uh, early 70s. And Davies was my baseball coach. And uh, Milton mm -hmm. sent me the sent me the information, but I heard about it before. I played baseball for two years at Adelphi, 73 and 74. Ron Davies, he died at, at 85 a week ago. Mm -hmm. uh, fabulous. He was baseball. Let's see if I have an interesting thing here. He's a lawyer. He's from St. James, Long Island. He led Delphi to four division championships and World Series. Uh, born in Brooklyn. Who wasn't? <laughs> grew up in Union. Grew up in Union, Uniondale. Graduated Hempstead. Graduated Delphi. Um, let's see. He was at, at Delphi. He was a baseball coach, basketball coach, soccer coach, squash coach. Wow. Uh, he, as a player, he led Adelphi in three of the four years as he played baseball. Uh, Adelphi's winningest baseball coach. Coach for thirty-eight years. Had an 845-431 record. Uh, Joe Sambito was one of his products. Remember Joe Sambito, the lefty pitcher? Sure, lefty pitcher. Yeah. The yes, Red Sox, yes, the yes. Astros. Yes. Yeah. God bless him. May he rest in <laughs> peace, Ron Davis. All right. Any basketball news to talk about? Additional basketball news? We all saw news? that it was the worst game ever. <laughs> yeah. Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson's probably coming back for the Knicks and Maybe tomorrow night. Which is important. They they actually yeah. look good now with Brunson and, yeah. and uh, Hart. Jason Hart. They, they have been looking very good. Can I say it's something really about the All-Star game? Mark? Yeah. Can I say something about Durant? You can. Something that bothered, that bothered me. Uh, he said that the way these players are moving around, like Kyrie and himself, is good for basketball. And uh, that kind of bothered me. And I right. wish whoever was questioning him asked how good is it for basketball as far as the local fan bases are concerned, the people who root for these particular mm -hmm. players? And that was never addressed. And uh, 
he, he's also on my uh, no good Nick list. I, I didn't think he was ever going to enter that list, but he's there also. And yeah, uh, you know, couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerald, you want to comment? I just wanted to say, since Kyrie Irving has joined the Dallas Mavericks, does anybody know how many games he's missed? One. <laughs> one? That's it? They well, they've, played, only, they've, only, they've, only, they've only played five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, they, 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 they got traded, and then now, now they haven't played for nine days because of the All-Star break. Did they win any of the five? They won them all. I think they did. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. They didn't win them all. They didn't win them all. No, they lost the first one. I think. Yeah, I know they lost the first game. Whatever. The All Star game was a joke. Anybody yeah. watch? It? Anybody watch no. that game? No. I listened to it on the radio for two minutes. Oh, it's it's a waste of time. I read it's about it. A glorified layup drill. Yeah. Yes. Light waste of time. Layup and three point shooting drill. Yeah, okay. It was nice. You saw all the players at once there. But, <laughs> oh my God. Would you agree? Baseball has the, the best all star game, if you want to call it the best out of all the all the four major yeah. sports. Yeah. But it's yeah. not Football the same. It's not what it was. It's not what it was when we were growing too. up. Not what it's, yeah, maybe, but still relative. It's not, it's yeah. not like it was growing up. I couldn't wait to watch that game now. Absolutely. All of the games, the paper trade that the Warriors publicity fans, not not for me, was a very puzzling trade. I still don't understand it exactly. They got Peyton for James Wiseman and a bunch of second round choices. Um, Peyton is is out for several weeks. They may get him back for the playoffs, but they need him now. Uh, The team is struggling. Uh, Of course, Curry's out too. I, I did read that it will save them some money on the uh, paying for the luxury tax or whatever. But other than that, I can't see it. Don't really understand it. Mm. Mm. I traded away James Wiseman, as you know. I think, obviously, they gave up on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gerald? Back in the day, I loved the All-Star Games and the World Series because there was no interleague play, and it was a treat seeing teams from different leagues playing together. The thrill is gone for me completely now. They could do away with those interleague plays as far as I'm The same concerned. thing for baseball. Baseball, you never saw any team in the other league. And TV-wise, it wasn't flooded like it is today. And they have interleague play. I don't know why they have two separate leagues statistics when they play each other. <laughs> We're no. not. We're not the fan base. We're we're not the target no. base. Probably. Probably. That's the reality. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michael, if you ever want to enjoy the All Star Game again, come to our house. We always have a party on on all we call it the All Star <laughs> Party, and it's in in Boulder, Colorado, at our place where we stay over there. We have a big TV and a bunch of guys, and we have the beer and we have the uh, they allow the marijuana over there, and we really enjoy the game and we enjoy seeing the players. The only game that I didn't like was a couple of years ago when it was a good game for a change. I think uh, it went into extra innings and Bud Selig in the stands, he would raise his hands and end the game. That was a, that was the most horrible all-star game, but uh, come over to us and uh, all-star to our all-star party. You're all welcome. You need, you need marijuana and alcohol to watch these games. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, to Michael's point before, um, 
when we were growing up, and certainly when I was growing up in the 50s, the all-star game was really, really important. They, and and they used to lead the start. First of all, the starting players we would be left in, the starting pitchers would go three innings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. part of it was that in the early days of the all-star game, the American League had the advantage, and they were way ahead. And then the National League uh, signed way more black players than the American League did. Right. I think that, and the National League really closed ground. And I think it was because of all the black players and the fact that they took it very seriously and it was a showcase for them. And they took a really big lead on the American but, League. Yeah, but, they, but the game was really important. Now everybody's got to get in the pitches, throw five pitches, and they're out. I mean, I understand it because everybody is, it's so expensive now for players and nobody, they don't want anybody to get hurt. And you have a 30 man roster and everybody yeah. wants to see their players. Everybody in the gets game. in. Yeah. Anybody remember two All Star games in one season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that in the early 60s. But it, was, uh, it really meant something when we were kids. Really then they went. To the, then they went to that um, that system that if you it, whichever league won would have the home field advantage yeah. in yeah. the World yeah. Series. The 70s. That was that was stupid. Remember those two All Star games? You have on YouTube. Stu Miller getting blown off the mound. Blown off the mound there, San Francisco. That's Candlestick Park. Park, right? Michael. You can look up on YouTube some of the older games like 1967, 1955, and you see all of the, all the players. Some of the presentations by MLB back in those days were very, very good with, uh, I think, uh, John Sender as the announcer and, it's, and Bill Allen, and that's pretty cool. You could find them all on YouTube back in the day. They're very good. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Griner. Remember Brittany Griner? <laughs> And uh, she signed a one-year deal to go back to her old team, the Phoenix Mercury. Yeah. Uh, so her one-year deal. Remember, she's she's the supposedly the best player, was the best player in the league. Her one-year deal. One sixty-five. One thirty-two, comma one hundred. One hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. I heard. Wow. That's her one-year deal. She was well, two hundred twenty-five before. Unless I, I, I misprinted or something. That's Why is that a problem? Why is it a problem? The boys are getting how much? With the men are getting no. I'm saying the fact that they're getting more at least. They should be getting much more, but at least they're they're earning a little bit more than they were yeah. compared to what Not they should really. be. I want them to earn as much as they can, so mm-hmm. it's be enough. But you know what? I'm th- I'm personally thrilled that this league has survived and that women have had a chance to showcase their talents mm-hmm. in America and not only in Europe. They should be paid a lot more, but it, it's increasing. So it's not, it's it's totally inadequate. But I'm one of the, I'm one of the few WNBA fans, so I I'm happy for everything that they can get. Saturday in the afternoon, you go from cha- cable, you go from channel to channel to channel to channel. It's all men. Sunday, it's all women. All women's games, one game, Thursday, all after Thursday. the other, and one following the other. Th- Thursday Thursday night, if you look at tonight, there's all. Thursday night is also a big night for women's basketball. Rangers at Detroit tonight. The money's there. I don't know. Any hockey news to talk about, Fred? Yeah, well, Rangers played. Rangers just came back from a great from a great road trip. They took seven out of eight points, and and that's what happens a lot of times with teams that they come back after an extended road trip. They don't play well. Well, they they lost Monday night. They didn't. Not that they played a bad game there. The Winnipeg goalie was was fantastic. Yeah, but Shesterkin wasn't good. 
to Winnipeg. Yeah, Shesterkin's been a little bit of a slump. Rangers are holding down third. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is going a little bit. Rangers are holding down third place in the Eastern Division. The, the Islanders have lost their best player, Barzell. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's out for the, for the, whole, for the rest of the season, but he's, he's out for an extended period of time. Matt Martin's playing the first line now. Right. And meanwhile, the, De- the Devils are still playing well. They got Jack Hughes back. So we might might see three three teams in the in the playoffs. That'd be great. For New York. Now, if you if you watch the Washington Capitals and Alex Ovechkin, you get the sense sometimes yeah. that the only time he ever scores is on the power play or in the empty net. Yeah. But as you probably know, his father died. Yeah, he's coming back though, right? He went back to Russia for about 10 days and they played four games and I don't think any of them were close. No. They, uh, they're on a five-game losing streak right now. No, they need him. Happen. They need him. Yeah. But uh, I, I heard, I heard he's going to play. He might, he might play Saturday when they, they, the Rangers are playing a one o'clock game down in Washington <laughs> on Saturday, which is on ABC. Yeah, and and the, and the hockey trading deadline is March third, which is what next Friday, I believe. So I mean, there's been some big trades already made. Well, the Rangers are looking at Patrick Kane. Yeah, that's yeah, I saw that today's paper. That's yeah, thing. right. Mm-hmm. Bring him on. I, I have a question for Fred. Uh, when uh, the when the Rangers go on a road trip, does uh, Sam Rosen and Nicoletti travel with them, or they do it from as New a rule? They do, but unfortunately, Madison Square Garden before the season start dictated that the trips out west they would not they would not be because for the for the games last Friday the. This whole trip, when it was Edmonton, Winnipeg, and I think Calgary, they were not there. They were in the studio. Yeah, I thought and, so. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was, it was, Did they miss a call? Huh? Yeah, I had to go. Okay. Okay. And um, that's all your, your hockey stuff. We didn't talk about football. You know, Eric, uh, the enemy, the yeah. offensive coordinator with the Chiefs, yeah, uh, signed on with the uh, Washington. Washington Washington Commanders to be the assistant, yeah. be the offensive coordinator and assistant coach. Ron Rivera. So he's one step closer, but it's it's amazing. They said he doesn't do good on interviews. They said he's a quiet guy. I heard the reports all week. Quiet guy. Uh, doesn't have much to say. I, I think he just called all the running plays. And the uh, the coach called all the passing plays. What he, what Andy I think Reed. he's gonna what what I think he his motive of saying well read you know I'm not sure that saying that anybody can coach Pat Mahomes and now the commanders have designated Sam Howell who was a fourth or fifth round draft choice right. out of North Carolina as their quarterback and maybe his thinking is well if I can work wonders with this guy. And see what I can do. And the commanders have a good year. Maybe, maybe uh, someone will hire me, or else if they have a bad year or a mediocre year, Ron Rivera will be gone, and and he'll be the coach in waiting. Maybe assistant coach. Oh, they yeah. must have given him some there's, bonus pay raise. There's a, there, there's a little more. To that. I mean, it's true that uh, right now it's true. Just just what Michael said there. Um, that uh, Howell is the designee as the starting right. quarterback. They're giving up on right. uh, 
uh, Tabor awesome. Hines, no. the yeah. other fellow. And, uh, but, you know, we got the draft coming up. The uh, commanders will draft somewhere around the middle. There's supposed to be a lot of quarterback talent available this year. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they picked a quarterback number one. In fact, it would be surprising if they didn't pick a quarterback number one. I don't think they will. They, I think they're committed to Howell to start. So why would you draft a quarterback one? Well, it's just just what, what they said. He's number five draft choice. He was the third stringer this year. Mm. They, they they say he has a very strong arm. I have not seen him play. I guess he, 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 he was very he was very good in college in the ACC. Yeah, so yeah. a few games of his. Where did he play? North Carolina. Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. He was yeah, in. Yeah. Well, Gerald. So now that Aaron Rodgers has seen the light, question Mike, will he be a Jet quarterback? I think no. I really don't. Either he's going to go back to Green Bay because his legacy uh, would be better if he stays with Green Bay, or he might retire. And the he's Jets, not going to retire. And, and the Jets have such a history of bad luck. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with somebody who hasn't really been bandied about, and it'll be disappointing. Maybe somebody of the level of Tana Hill or somebody of that level, and uh, I'm worried about that. It's uh, crazy. He's not going to retire. Know. I heard that. If he retires, then him and Brady go into the Hall of Fame together. You know Brady's going to get top billing, and it's not going to sit well with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. right. Second fiddle to, to Brady. When he goes, but you in. want to know something else, Jerry, and the rest of you. If Aaron Rodgers goes on the Jets, it's not going to go well. There's something that's going to go wrong with Aaron Rodgers. No, it's going to go wrong. You know, you know that's the thing. Oh, it's the Jets. Hmm. Do you guys know that the XFL began last week? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It began last week. I didn't even know they was beginning. I'm flicking the channels, and there it is again. Uh, they had eight teams, two divisions. And, and they're playing tonight. There's a game tonight um, uh, at 9 o'clock on the FX channel. Now, they have crazy rules, but it seems that they haven't followed these crazy rules. I don't know. It's, it's traditional football to me. Um, but XFL. Go ahead, Milton. Yeah, I just want to tell you, what I heard Aaron Rodgers wants to be on Celebrity Jeopardy, the host, okay. instead <laughs> of playing football. He was once on there. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Host. Yeah. He was Thank once running to be the MC. Uh, does a great job, though. Anybody watch the Daytona 500? That's a sport. <laughs> nobody? Yeah. No, nobody watched the Daytona 500 last I, I heard it went. I heard it went into overtime. It went to overtime. <laughs> it was, over it was, it was overtime in auto racing. They were in a, a couple more laughs. <laughs> Ricky Stenhouse Jr. takes them in his Chevy. So if you drive a Chevy, you're driving a fast car. I drive a Nissan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like and, uh, oh, there's a Danny. You still there, Danny? I have one bowling note. Uh, maybe you read this. Kerry Callahan from Kellenberg High School. Freshman. Yes. Freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Won a 7-10 series. Right. right. Captured the individual right. girls' bowling title. Callahan yeah, was the yeah. first girl to ever break 600 series, let alone she bowled a 700 series. Oh, she, had never, she had never bowled a, 300, a 600 series. Yeah. 
And yeah, she never yeah. was a 600 series and went yeah. on bold the 700 series. How well, about a that? Great article on, on Newsday about, you know. There's your bowling uh, story. But also, is, is on a sad note, you know, I just learned a couple of days ago, one of the greatest lefties ever, he was born in New Jersey. Dave Davis passed away in December, was 80 years old. You know, he was a great bowler. I used to love to watch him bowl. The greatest thing about him, a big, tall lefty, you know, thin as a rail. And uh, he ended up living in Florida. My friend uh, Mike Kay, who lives in the Tampa area, you know, actually knew him and met him a few times. And uh, interesting about him is that we talk about certain things in bowling. Uh, you know, with the, the heaviest ball that you can have is 16 pounds. Most people today bowl 15 pounds. A lot of them still bowl 16 pounds. But he actually won tournaments bowling 14 and a half pound balls. That's how good he was. That's legal. Legal, of course. Of course. You know, uh, legal is 10 pounds. <laughs> no. 10 but pounds. Duck, to, duck uh, pinball. All right. We have about 10, 15 minutes of trivia questions. If you guys want to do the trivia to end the show. And uh, Stephen, why don't you go first? Who has the all-time record for the most foul shots made in the NBA? Mm. Made. Will, Ch Will Chamberlain? Yeah, no. Will Chats exactly who I was thinking. It's no. wrong. Couldn't, also, couldn't hit the side of a bond. Jabbar. He also has the record for the most foul mm -hmm. shots attempted. Rick Barry. <laughs> no. John, Carl Malone. That's it, Carl Malone. Wow. <clears throat> Okay, let's go on oh, to Milton. Okay. <clears throat> Except for the years of 1981 and uh, the COVID 2020, what teams won the pennant with the uh, worst percentage, winning percentage? Hmm. Philadelphia two teams. No, the Mets. You should know. Yep. Are they won Mets the World Series? No, they they didn't. They won the pennant. Their division. They were. They won the won the pennant with the worst winning percentage. Two seventy three Mets. You're right. Oh, and who, I'm just gonna who say was that. after wow. that? The Padres say the in eighty one. The Padres after that. Padres. All right. Yeah, the Mets. A five oh nine percentage. Yeah, you know yeah. the Mets. They were eighty two and seventy nine in nineteen seventy three. Got in. They got in. All right. You know, I was at that game. One of the playoff games where McGraw had to come out on the field and please tell all the people to get back in. They couldn't complete that game. He was begging them. I think it was the last game of the playoffs. Well, we were there, a bunch of us, and he was forcing people back into the seats. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gerald? Before I give my question, I recall that there was a playoff game on a Sunday and Carl Malone was at the foul line. And one of the opposing players went up to him and said, the mailman does not deliver on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, okay. Give your right, question. Make sure it's in their current uh, recent era. Okay. <laughs> in modern day baseball, what pitcher threw the most pitches in a game? Oh, that's uh, Nolan Ryan. Gotta be Nolan Ryan. No, I heard Nolan Ryan, but I did further research. It's not Nolan Ryan. Bob Feller. No. No. Harvey Robin Roberts. No, the year was 2011. Juan Marichal. Warren, no. Juan Marichal, Warren Spahn, a 16-inning game. No. Not Roberts? No. no. 
Well, what era? What 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 year? Two thousand eleven was the year. Two thousand eleven. Justin and Verlander. Any pitch Justin. for the White Sox? For the White Sox. Wilbur Wood. No. The the Mets pitcher with Wilbur the no hitter. <laughs> Oh, I know who no. it is. Initials M. Jerry, I've been keeping my mouth shut. Initials, what? thank you, Jeff. Initials M. and Mary, B's and Bernice. Mark Burley. Yes, two hundred fifty-five. Now, wow. you know what? If if I can mention this, before the modern day era, I read that there was a pitcher who pitched a, a twenty-six inning game and threw about three hundred and sixty pitches in that game. So I guess the uh, the pitch count uh, uh, wasn't applicable back then. Well, they couldn't count that high. Yes. Fred. Okay. Right. Currently, there are six active players who have members of a 30-30 club. 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases in the same season. Can you name them? Howard Johnson. Six active. 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 Oh, active. Wow. Wow, right. Tim Anderson. No. That's 30 home runs. 30 no. home runs, 30 Machado? Machado? Oh. Um, no. Arenado. Well, Trey Turner's one of no. them. Trout. Mike Trout. Mike Trout is one. Aaron Judge. No. 30 no. no. bases. bases. Who steals 30 bases? Uh, too hard. I give up. Give us initials. Okay. J R M B C Y R. Wait, wait, wait. One, one at a time. J R. J R. Jackie Robin. No. No. Always <laughs> <laughs> Jackie. John. Played against the Yankees in the playoffs last year. Carlos Carrera. No. Cleo. Jose Ramirez. Correct. Oh, good. Good. Next one, MB. When did he play? He, he's played for a few years ago. He, he was on a World Series winning team a few years ago. MB. Well, five years ago. Well, I gave it away five years ago. What team? Played on the uh, Red Sox. MB. MB? Outfielder? Right. Mookie, Mookie Betts. Betts. Uh, oh, Mookie Betts. C Y. Oh, Christian. Uh, Chris, Chris Young. Chris Young. Give us the give us the last two for time purposes. Give us the last Ronald Ronald Acuna and Cedric Mullins. Okay. Oh, <laughs> All right, Michael. Okay. Okay. Sandy and Roberto Alomar and Sandy Senior. Bobby and Barry Bonds, Tito and Terry Francona, Ken Sr. and Ken Jr. Griffey, uh, Hal and Brian McRae, Dick Sr. and Dick Jr. Schofield, Maury and Bump Wills, all father and son ballplayers, all have something in common. Something happened to them in their careers. We all have something cool. Haven't They're, the only They're the They're only ones. They're the only together. They played in the same team? No, no. No, no, no. I'll go fast. They all got struck out by Nolan Ryan. Uh, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Uh, who? Unless he died since I wrote this. 
Who's the oldest living player who pitched for the Montreal Expos? The oldest living Montreal Expo. Ron Taylor? No, but I'll give you a hint. He was a Pittsburgh. You know him better as a Pittsburgh Pirate. He was a relief pitcher. Initials E-F or... Elroy Face. Elroy Face. Yeah. He's 95 years old. In 1969, he appeared in 44 games after the Tigers released him. I uh, did the Expos, and his career was over. But we know him as a pirate. Yeah. Great uh, okay, um, Gerald. As a pirate, as a pirate, Elroy face one season was eighteen and one. That's right. Okay. That's right. Nineteen fifty nine, I think. <laughs> right now, uh, here's, here's, here's my here's my question. Name the MLB pitcher who had the most balks. In one game, Jeff. Not hey, you for asked you. that last. No, you asked Jeff, that last. Not week. for you, yeah. Jeff. You asked last week. Yes, that last week. We yeah. forgot the answer. Who was right. the answer? Yeah. We forgot the no. answer. Right? Jeff asked the question. Remember? No, it was another question about books. It wasn't no. this question. You guys know the answers? No. You want another question? They want to bypass you. Who is it? Our, the year was eight. It was nineteen eighty-eight. He pitched for the Oakland oh. Athletics. 88, by the blue. His initials, uh -huh. D is in David, S is in, S is in Sam. Don Sutton. No. B, he said B, right? <laughs> Dave Stewart. D is in, D is in David. David. Oh, David. Dave, Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart, 16 balks in 1988. Wow. He's on my list of people who might, who should be in the Hall of Fame, I think. If Mazeroski's in, so is Dave Stewart. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Michael. Okay. This guy, right? This guy was the quarterback for Harvard when he they they were unbeaten and untied and the, the only last time in school history. And they had their best season uh since 1901, and he's an ex-jet quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think good. you said that question last week. We haven't no, <laughs> no. That sounds familiar. All right, Fred, keep it who, short. Who was the last Yankee to, to lead the American League in home runs in back-to-back -back seasons and when? Oh. Uh, Roger Maris. Maris, 61 no. 62. No. no. So more recent. After that. More um, recent. Not more recent. Ooh, Bernie back, Williams. Back-to-back -back seasons, no. Was it so before Bernie Williams? Older than Roger Maris? Yes. Played with Roger Maris, though. But Maris hit 61 the year before. Didn't he have lead the league yeah. with 39? No. Back? No. That's what he did. Played, no, he went back-to-back -back MVPs, but not back, he didn't win in 60. Back, played with Roger Maris. So it's that, that should give an obvious... Mantle. Was. Mantle? Mickey Mantle, right. What, but what, two, what years? 55 and 6. 56 right. and 57. 55 and, 55 and 56 is right. My idol. Your idol. Where is he today? Uh, let's see. I, okay, Mike. Other mic. You got one. All right. Who is the, the no, 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 Mike, 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 Mike. The other mic. Okay. In the early 1950s, the 49ers had what was called the dream backfield, consisting of three runners. There was also a quarterback, but it was the three runners. Who were those three runners? 
Joe Perry, Hugh McElhenney, and uh, Elroy Hirsch. To a point, who was the third? Elroy Hirsch. Elroy Hirsch. He was a wild. Joe Perry, Hugh McElhenney. Yes. Who's the quarterback? Y.A. Tittle? I think it was Frankie Albert. Frankie Albert. Albert. That's even further back. Who was the third runner? Well, here's the initials J H J. John Henry John Johnson. Henry Johnson. John Henry Johnson. That's it. Oh wow, that's wow. it. We know him more that's as a before he went to Steelers. Detroit. Steelers. <laughs> He's, he was with the Steelers. He was traded to the 49ers. Okay. And then he went to Detroit. Did he? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> we followed them for groupies. All right, Fred, and then Michael. We gotta gotta stop in a minute. Come on. All right, cool. 1977 Marquette National Championships. What New York school player, high school, was the star of that team? Oh, they get Bernie. Uh, nah, nah. Mm. Not Tomlin. Uh, 77. Uh, from from Dewood Clinton High School in the Bronx. Yeah. Wow. Was his first name Bernie? No, but the first and your your initial was right. How much? I'm not sure what his real first name was. He didn't go by his first his given name. His initials oh, are BL. B- Got me. Anybody else? Yeah. Butch no. Lee. Butch Lee. Butch oh, Lee. Butch Lee. Wow. Never know the Indians. All right, got one more question. We got to call the day. <clears throat> Michael, you'll be the last question, and we're going to say goodbye. With 57.42%, the catcher with the highest career percentage of throwing out base runners? Pudge Rodriguez. Gabby Hartnett. <clears throat> no. Actually, I think Harden is like well, two or three. Pudge Rodriguez of the uh, Texas and Rangers. All, all, all in our lifetime. Bob oh. Boone. No, before Boone. Right, what league? What league? He was National League, and when he took a strike, he used to walk around home plate. I remember that. And he wore number 39. Roy Campanella. Roy Campanella. Never knew that. All right, boys. I have to call. I want to thank you. See, I'm going to put. Keep the song on. Keep the song on as we say goodbye. Keep it on. All right, guys. See you guys next week. Remember, we have our special guest next week. Join us. Spread the word. Thanks for joining us this week. And Have a good night. Good week. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. We'll see you Jerry, I won't see you in school tomorrow. On, okay, stay safe, everybody. I wanted to thank you with that All song. Right. Happy Friday. Good job. Stay safe. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Mark. Well, yeah. You I can let that song run a little bit, Milton. Um, we didn't hear too much of it. Take care, Mark. Okay. You want to hear it? Well, too late now. But now you should put that song on and let it roll to the last person. Yeah, that's a good song to end the Zoom. Thank you and good night, everybody. Remember that. Talk to you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Be good.